Real news. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Sess Show. It's a one-one-one. How ironic. And I am live streaming on Periscope and YouTube for the first time. Uh, our radio station is down. Uh, maybe it was what we were going to be discussing. Who knows? Uh, but uh, this was an alternative way to kind of run through all the news uh, that, um, you know, we are seeing and we are being exposed to and understanding how much they're losing the fight. It is so hard for people right now to understand that what we are seeing, these insane, uh, you know, attacks on our nation, on our history, on ourselves, no less, are just another depiction and um, testimony to the fact that they're screeching, they're in trouble, and it's about to go down, okay? They have everything to lose everything and we are winning so hard you know uh the conversations that were had with the ag of new york with uh the southern district of new york uh you know uh, he he was fired right he was uh, the, the u.s attorney was fired remember that and suddenly that's who is prosecuting Giseline Maxwell. Are you getting this? This is all coming down. It is coming down hardcore, you guys. And they know it. You know it. But nevertheless, like I've said, until after the 20th of July, uh, you know, we are not going to be, <laughs> they're not going to let up. They're not going to let up. So, I wanted to start with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, you guys know I uh, published an article that, um, you know, phone banking for her pri prior to her primary, uh, she had the Chinese. The Chinese uh, were calling on her behalf. They were phone banking for her. This has happened before. The Democrats don't care. And all of you can phone bank for them. Uh, God knows. I hopped on the line and phone banked for Rashida, for Omar, for AOC. And you know what? Every time I would get someone on the phone, I'd be like, don't vote for them. They're crazy. Don't vote for them. They're hotties in disguise. <laughs> Worst thing ever, right? But the thing is, they have the Chinese working for them. If you can actually comprehend that. And you know what's the weirdest part about this is that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on her own Facebook published, you know, a, cl a clip of an article of an article from China talking about a roundtable and her Zooms, right? Because she's using Zoom uh, to hold these training sessions for her people. Like she doesn't care. She published it. And that was the day after I released the article saying, hey, they've got her phone bank details on Weibo and Weibo. Like, how is this even happening? How is this even allowed? Nobody cares, right? No, no, it, it's okay. It's China, China, China. It's okay. Now, moving from that, right? Moving from that, they have taken it to the next level. Today, they were holding training sessions, some bizarre training session, you guys. I had never seen something like this before in my life. And I saw it this morning, which is now they are advertising system change, not climate change. Guess who is doing the educating? That's right. The United Nations training our youth on how things are supposed to be happening in America and how great communism is. Okay. 
So this is where we're at. We see what they want. And this is textbook. What are the basics of socialism slash communism? Number one, you forget history. You eradicate history and you rewrite it. That's number one. And we've been seeing them do it for ages, starting with the whole hey, uh, there was a big switch. Democrats are not racist and we don't want slaves. Black people are slaves. Uh, you know, they forget that before there were black slaves, before they took their ships and went down the River Niger and purchased people from their own people, right? The Irish were slaves. The Greeks were slaves. The Italians were slaves. I mean, why aren't they asking for reparations? Why aren't they taking things down? Hmm? Pretty interesting. So here we are, right, at the point where they're advocating for communism. That's, that's key. That is key right now. This is where they're at. We had the end of CHOP, finally. CHOP, Chaz, whatever you want to call it. Let's take a listen to this short clip of my favorite, hmm, Tucker Carlson. And he says it perfect. You now, at the end of an era, it was just three weeks, weeks ago that the struggling and fledgling state of Chaz seceded from downtown Seattle, from the U.S. itself. A week later, after internal revolution, it became CHOP. But the new name didn't stop the turmoil within. After a series of killings, the world's youngest country also had the world's highest per capita murder rate, sensing weakness its enemies pounced. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin, who praised CHOP just weeks ago, sent in police to re-annex the country back to the U.S. And now comes the difficult task of reintegrating its citizens into American life. Jason Rance has been tracking Chaz for us and CHOP from the very beginning. He joins us tonight. This is a, a kind of a powerful moment to see the fledgling nation disappear. It is. And, you know, I, I hate to break it to you. We were not greeted as liberators today. And it is kind of bizarre to figure out what we're going to do with these folks from CHOP because, you know, is, is it are, are they refugees? I mean, we kick them out of their sovereign land with overwhelming yes. force via bicycle cops. And they did yes. put up a little bit of a fight with their fortified borders of old couches, which, by the way, not what they used to be, because those bike cops got through them very, very quickly. They must have been Ikea. So we're going to try to figure out what exactly do we do with these folks? I mean, we're talking about a whole bunch of 20-something imbecilic, progressive, white privileged dudes yes. who think that they basically don't have to work for a living. They can just turn to socialism and everything will be handed to them. Do we really even want them in Seattle? I think we should give them no. to Portland. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Keep Portland weird. Maybe we should give them to Portland. That was great. Uh, that is perfect. Uh, you know, I have never seen so much idiocracy, so much stupidity in one movement. This was the most bizarre thing any of us have ever seen throughout time, right? We Gen Xers, right? Uh, uh, you know, we grew up when there were no video games, then there were. We grew up when we would have party lines on the phone and they would have cords, right? And then suddenly there were car phones and then cell phones, right? We were there when we had the Tandy 1000 playing Karateka and Logo. And, and now, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool at Call of Duty. You know, we're very, very malleable, these Gen Xs, all right? You know, we're the 80s babies, you know, the 90s uh, babies and teens, right? Uh, 
we were throwing it down before they knew what throwing it down was. Let's, yeah, beepers. Thank you, Isaiah. Beepers. There we go. We had everything, everything, and we grew. So we're the most dangerous out there. And they seem to forget that because if we're dangerous and we have kids, we're raising that next generation. This is why we see a wave, a huge wave of teens and tweens that are hardcore conservatives. So, you know, that for me says it all, just exactly how we should be. We are the people that are the deciding factor. And you know what? So I've been scrolling through TikTok. So I'm going to, I I tweeted them out. I'm going to see, look guys, I just, got this software today uh, while Scott Adams was trying the station manager, the system. The minute I started broadcasting, it went down. The whole station is down now. I guess they didn't want me talking about Maxwell. They didn't want me to talk because I've told you the first time I came across Epstein, I came across him coming into an area that was hostile with a private jet and he was not a politician, elected or not, right? because there are politicians that have not been elected. That's a story for another time. Nor was he a government employee per se. And I was like, who is this dweeb, you know, coming down as if he's some god? And our generals are bowing down to him. Who is this guy? Well, that was enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to take a layover flight in this city, in that place, because I've got a dossier so huge on Epstein, it's ridiculous. This is why, you know, the article on Epstein that I've published on Tory Says has pictures that'll blow your mind. I'm the reason Harvard got in a lot of trouble, and I'm happy about that. Uh, do you know how many cease and desists I got? Oh, tons. Even the radio station got cease and desist from me to not put pictures, to not say things. And I didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> Wait till I start talking. You know, that's the thing. There's always a time and place for things to come out. And, you know, it's, it's going to be coming. It's going to be coming hard. So I am going to try to figure this. You know what? I'm just going to play with it another time rather than kill this because none of us have, uh, you know, uh, realized just how big of an attack everything is. <laughs> so huge. I, guys, I'm excited to have found this software. That way, from now on, I'll do the radio because I do have, uh, you know, listeners uh, worldwide uh, and, you know, in their cars when they're driving but I'll also use this because I can broadcast simultaneously everywhere. Now, here is where we're going to just focus on a few things. We're going to get to Epstein later. But what I want us to focus on is what is happening within the party of the Republicans. Remember, the Republican Party is just as guilty as that of the Democrat. They're not as uh, tainted, and it takes a couple years of uh, someone coming in as a Republican senator, if they weren't dirty firsthand coming in, uh, to, you know, swampify themselves. But we have this new push of rising GOP stars, and um, I have a clip that I want to play for you, just in case people missed it. Here we go. While the media obsess over COVID and largely peaceful protests, a new crop of GOP congressional candidates are on the rise, and they aren't what you'd expect. 
Two of them join us tonight. First up is Madison Cawthorn. He's a 24-year-old who won a big upset in last week's primary after he beat the candidate President Trump endorsed for North Carolina's 11th District. Also with us is former NFL player Burgess Owens, who beat three primary contenders to become the nominee for Utah's 4th District. Gentlemen, thank you both for being with us. Madison, I want to start with you. You have an amazing story. You could well be the youngest congressman in the Capitol, but you shot, you suffered a terrible accident, lost the use of your legs. What did you learn from that? And did that drive you at all to want to run for Congress? Of course it did, Raymond. And thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you know, my accident taught me the obvious lessons. You know, I was one, I had a 1% chance to live. I was in a hospital for over a year. Uh, but the, it taught me the obvious lessons of perseverance and grit. But, you know, it taught me something else, which I think the Republican Party desperately needs, and that's empathy. It's being able to look at somebody else who might not look just like me and be able to try and understand things from their viewpoint. So I, I absolutely think you're right when you say there's a new breed of candidates coming up. I mean, you saw my victory is 66 percent with Mr. Owens victory with 43 and a half percent. This is a co the Republican Party is coalescing around warriors. They want to send to Washington, D.C. to get rid of all this cronyism and, and just the swamp. And let's just point out, he's running under the GOP ticket. And remember, just because they have an elephant, right, doesn't mean that they are not cronies. There's tons of Republicans there that are sitting on their hands that allow everything you see to happen. You know, they've been told, look, step aside, man, let us get this done. Those that sat there quietly, and sat and said, yeah, make me. I'm good. I can play the game. I can straddle the fence, you know, like Lindsey Graham. You know what they say about straddling the fence? It's only a moment that your foot slips and boy, does that hurt. And that is what we are seeing. The rise of GOP candidates that are what? POCs. What does POC mean? Nope, it's not person of color. It's politically outspoken conservatives. That is what we need right now. People to not be afraid to say what they want. People to not be afraid to stand by their values and what they have to say. Uh, there aren't a lot of Republicans out there that will go to bat for you. They love their gym memberships, the perks they get in Congress and the Senate. You know, the hardest thing for someone to do is to let go of power once they've obtained it. That is the thing. They have that problem. And we all do. All of us do. I'll tell you, when I left and I didn't have the ability to call someone and get something done, right? It, it, I got salty, but I was like, it's okay. That was that time in my life. I was doing those things. I was there. Now is not the time to do that. Now that chapter has closed. Why can't every senator and congressperson feel the same way? Why can't every mayor feel the same way? Because it seems like in these crazy positions that we're at, of insane congresspersons and senators. Most of them have been mayors before that or state Senate. It's like they're climbing the ladder, right?
they're climbing the ladder. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to start with the state Senate. Then I'm going to go into, you know, federal elections. I'm going to get into Congress or the Senate. Or I'll probably go Congress first and then the Senate. And then, you know, I'm just going to stay there forever, forever. Look, being a career politician is not what being a politician is. You don't, there is no class in school that you could say, oh, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be a politician, right? The, the, what is a politician? A politician is supposed to be representing the people. If you've got something to say and you can say it in the right way where people will want to listen, where people feel heard as well, because it's not just about you talking. It's who's listening to you and reiterating what you have to say. How many of the people that you've elected that you've dropped a vote for stood up for you? I could tell you that there's uh, one, two, three ballots that I dropped and only one of them actually listens. <laughs> and that one is the one that's not a multimillionaire, the one that wasn't governor, that one that wasn't a president of a bank. He was Simply, he was always a career politician, but a humble one, which is like, no, I like listening to the people. He was a statesman and he still is. And that's, um, you know, Senator Kramer. He was a congressman and then he became a senator. And the thing is, this guy makes one hundred ninety four thousand a year. Right. Well, he's got a half a million dollar home and that's it. That's about how much you'll have with a career with just that type of income. He doesn't have portfolios packed with Apple stock, packed with, you know, Microsoft, pack, pack, pack. Everybody else does. And when you're attacking big tech like Twitter, Facebook, and Google, it hurts their pocket. You think your senator, because he's a Republican, is going to let you kill his pocket? Because you don't like that YouTube censored your favorite person or that Twitter knocked them off. Oh, dear. Now, I'm going to talk about these new incomers. You all know I love Laura Loomer. We're friends. We're actually friends. Uh, we've worked together in big league politics. I write for her. Uh, we talk. She's running for Congress. Obviously, now her career in regards to journalism is, is on a pause because her her job is now to be the voice of the people. And unfortunately uh, for, for our nation, we're looking at other state Congress people like Laura Loomer to be our voice because the clowns we have in our state aren't doing the job. Now, she's got an easy race, all right? She's got a very easy race right now. She's running against Lois Frankel. Now, I'm sure this is going to break at some point, but I want you guys to know how important this is. Lois Frankel... Jesseline Maxwell, we'll talk about that in the second half of this show, okay? You got to remember who Lois Frankel was. She was the mayor of Palm Beach. Mayor of Palm Beach when Epstein was arrested. Mm, very interesting. People don't like to talk about facts, but it's going to be coming very, very, <laughs> very soon. Now, Hopefully, Jocelyn Maxwell. I'm glad to see that they found her. Uh, two and a half months ago, I sent a not a cereal box letter, but a, a letter that I sent to a bunch of friends around the nation that would like take an envelope out, rip it, send it until it got to the Justice Department. And I said, yo, she's in New Hampshire, like over here. Just a thought. Now, everyone was diverted by following the dancing hare. <laughs> follow the rabbit. Follow the dancing hare. You know, that part 
in Auckland, New Zealand. And now it's in, uh, is it Westport, New Zealand, which by the way, is known to be a child trafficking hub. And it's flying a Marshall Islands flag, which by the way, we just busted an Arizona dude for doing what? That's right. Human trafficking and importing people from the Marshall Islands. Uh, so as that's happening and everyone's looking out that way and we planted a story about the boat that somebody else bought and got reconditioned in the Netherlands that parked in New Zealand, we're looking over there. So is the swamp. Oh, look at those idiots. They're looking over there, but we got her over here and here she is right after we get rid of the U S attorney, Southern district of New York. Boom. She's arrested. Oh, it's just a coincidence, of course. Now, we're going to get into that Epstein deal and talk a little bit about his time and her time. You know, you never approach children or women to work for you if you're not a woman. I mean, how many brothels are run by men? Zero. It's actually women that run them, right? So uh, we'll talk about that and how, you know, this is an incredible move uh, for us. And I've said that we're going to see breathers throughout this time, but we're not going to see super action till after Labor Day. After Labor Day is when, you know, it's going to be 450 degrees Fahrenheit. We're going to be on fire, but so are they in retaliation. Uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Now, let's take a shift in gears and uh, play a clip from yesterday where the president talked about a larger stimulus out to the public and about face masks and about these um, Russian bounties that I said from May 25th. Yo, Pompeo, like, what are you doing? Why are you putting fee in Afghanistan? Are you insane? Like, this is one of the biggest liars and losers we've ever had in the Middle East. Like, look at her. Seriously, her track record is ridiculous. Huh. Should we start about the bounties and the yellow cake uranium in the Middle East? Can we, can we talk about that? That's like totally her MO. We'll do that. But let's listen to what the president had to say about the stimulus. And what might potentially come later this month? Another round of direct payments for individuals. Do you support that at this time? I do. I support it, but it has to be done properly. And I support actually larger numbers than the Democrats, but it's got to be done properly. Uh, we had something where they wanted, where it gave you a disincentive to work last time. And it was still money going to people and helping people. So I was all for that. But we want to create a, a very great incentive to work. So uh, we're working on that, and I'm sure we'll all come together. You want the direct payments larger or the uninsurance benefits larger? I want larger? the money getting to people to be larger so they can spend it. I want the money to get there quickly and in a non-complicated fashion. And they wanted to make it too complicated. Also, it was an incentive not to go to work. You'd make more money if you don't go to work. That's not what the country's all about. And people didn't want that. They wanted to go to work, but it didn't make sense because they make more money if they didn't. And we had some of that, and so we don't want to have that. We want to have people get out, and we want we want to create a tremendous incentive for people to want to go back to work. On that and the uninsurance benefits, Mitch McConnell uh, yesterday signaled his support for an extension, the $600 figure. Do you agree with that number? Do you think it should be less? Uh, we're getting together. We're going to meet tonight, and we're going to make a determination, but it's going to be a, a good number, a substantial number. People are going to be very happy. One thing that's happening, and you see it, you see it with the numbers, and we have big numbers coming out. Hopefully, they're going to be good. They're very important. But uh, when you see what's happening with jobs, when you see that we're doing record 
numbers of jobs in the history of our country. We've never created more jobs than what we did last month, that last month number. Uh, retail sales are at a record number, especially when you talk about increase. When you look at percentage increase, nobody's ever seen anything like it. So we're headed back in a very strong fashion with a V. And I think we're going to be very good with the coronavirus. I think that at some point uh, that's going to sort of just disappear, I hope. You still believe so? Disappear? Uh, well, I do. I do. Yeah, sure. At some point. And I think we're going to have a vaccine very soon, too. Yeah. So it's going to disappear. What is it? November 3rd, 2020. November 4th, 2020. It's going to be gone, right? Because that's what they want. They want to steal the elections. They want to steal the elections. So here's how it, it's going to go. We talked about this on the Tory Says Show. In, uh, in March. And then we had to upgrade the timeline, right? Because we had these riots uh, with Hey George, right? Which, by the way, still, I have no body cam footage. And there's no response from Minneapolis PD or the state attorney or the AG. We've been requesting the body cam footage and we're getting a, well, we can't get it. So what? We got to file lawsuits for it. We got to sue you for it. What happened to you know, these sunshine laws. How do we have body cam footage from Atlanta and we don't have it from Minneapolis? Or is there no body cam footage? Right? Probably no body cam footage, huh? I'll see you in a bit. All right. Uh, welcome back. So here it is. Uh, you know, we I, I saw some, I, you know, I actually really like this. So when I'll be doing live radio, I'll be doing it on Periscope and YouTube as well. Uh, I see people are asking about Gitmo. Maybe you guys missed my Gitmo show uh, at the end of March where I revealed some really, really juicy things. Uh, but uh, let me just let me just go back. We want to listen to what President Trump has to say. Remember, they're telling him he's going to talk about the masks. I want you to listen carefully to what he says about the masks. But I also want you to understand they're saying that he should wear a mask to send a message. Guys, he's sending us a message because he's not wearing a mask. He's telling us we don't need them. We don't need them. That's what he's telling us. You don't need it. So here is what how he answers it very very politically correct so good because they can't tear him up for it because he had to excuse himself when we all know when they're not wearing masks kind of like Fauci right did you see that where he was testifying cameras went off and suddenly the mask came down it's like oh I guess coronavirus doesn't exist when there's no cameras listen to how he answers these questions it's a short interview but he tells us a lot uh, speaking of COVID-19, Goldman Sachs put out a model yesterday saying that if there is universal masks, it would be a net positive for GDP. We know the IHME model says that if there were universal masks, that it would be beneficial, it would save lives. So if there is an economic benefit, sir, and there is a public health benefit, sir, why not go forward and, and say there should be mandatory masks all across this country? What? Wait, before he answers, did you guys see the article on Tory says, are face masks, masks more toxic than COVID-19 that Haley put together? It is an incredible article uh, where she puts down facts, okay, on how health experts, including the CDC and the World Health Organization, have you know, said that wearing face masks prevents spreading, but they don't. But healthcare professionals, right, 
people that actually went to school for this. This is why I even tell my friends that I went to med school with like, what the heck, man, you're a doctor. You should know better. Why are you saying this? Huh? Uh, it, it's detailed. It tells you everything you need to know. Hypercapnia is not something fun and it makes people stupider. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the point, right? <laughs> Make them all dumb and uh, show your submission as well. But let's listen to what the president has to say on this. I don't know if you need mandatory because you have many places in the country where people stay very long distance. You talk about social distancing, but I'm all for masks. I think masks are good. I would wear if I were in a group of people and I was close. You would wear one. Oh, I would. I would. Oh, I have. I mean, people have seen me wearing one. If I'm in a group of people where we're not, you know, 10 feet away and but usually I'm not in that position and everyone's tested because I'm the president. They get tested before they see me. But if I were in a tight situation with people, I would absolutely. Do you think the public will see that at some point? I mean, I'd have no problem. Actually, I, I had a mask on. I sort of liked the way I looked. OK, I thought it was OK. It was a dark black mask and I thought it looked okay. It looked like the Lone Ranger. But uh, no, I have no problem with that. I think, uh, and if people feel good about it, they should do it. I want to ask you about your opponent coming up in November, Joe Biden. He has a much different tax vision than you. He talks about taxing the wealthy, about increasing the corporate rate from 21 to 28%. Uh, Mr. President, in this environment of double digit unemployment right now, do you worry that that message might resonate better? I think what happens is if you do that, you're going to crash the market. We have a market that's going to be, I believe, by sometime early next year, could even be. Okay, let's just pause that for a second before he answers. Now, let's think, let's put on our layman hats, right? No politics, no CNN, no nothing. What does it mean to tax the wealthy? And here's the question, what does wealthy mean? Does it mean that you're not in poverty? Okay. So that means you're a family man, a family woman with two kids, right? Married, four people, right? And you make quarter million dollars a year. You're considered wealthy according to the double digit uh, people, you know, that are on unemployment. So you're going to get taxed heavily and have the same amount of money in your pocket that someone that doesn't work has the same thing. Now, um, Another thing is the really, really insanely wealthy, like Mark Cuban. Do you think they have a problem dropping $2 million? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. They hate it because the richer you are, the stingier you are. But it's not a big problem. This will be really rich. But what happens when you do something like that? There's no middle ground. There's no I'm kind of rich. I can afford the Gucci bag once a year. I can afford a vacation maybe twice uh, in, in, in a decade, like the good vacation. You know, the let's go to Atlantis, swim with dolphins, you know, where you spend 10, 15 grand. Yeah, that middle class. And then we go to the upper middle class and that's all gone because they're rich, supposedly. So the really, really rich will not be as rich as they are now, but they'll be super rich. Instead of having $1 billion in the bank account, they'll have, I don't know, $800 million in the bank account. Whereas you, who had savings of $50,000 and bought your home, you're going to have thirty grand to live off of. Now, if you take away property taxes, health insurance, car payments, I'm just saying, Maybe putting your kids through college. I mean, what do you got? You can't even eat. That's what they want. That's what the Democrats want. Because you know what happens? Those really, really rich people are going to stay rich forever. And everybody else, 
are the peasants that serve the really, really rich people. And the really, really rich people have all the companies because you can't have a middle-class business because taxes. So this is how it goes. This is how it goes. I just saw someone saying, I can't afford a vacation. Guys, I haven't been on vacation. I'll tell you what. I haven't been on a vacation. <laughs> you know, my work trips were considered vacation. Whoa. Um... Since 2000 and wow, it's been a decade, a whole decade. I haven't been on vacation in 2009. I went on vacation, um, but it was a work vacation. So does it count? <laughs> See, that's the thing. It sucks. Does it? it totally sucks. And you're like, but I'm working. I have a hundred jobs. And how is it that I can't afford a vacation yet? You know, I see people that have less than me and they do go on. It's mind boggling, whatever it's whatever. Right. Anyway. So here is what they're comparing Joe Biden's taxation, how it's going to look really sexy to the people that have no job that are poor and to the people that are like, yo, I'm getting like the stimulus and unemployment. I mean, why am I going to go back to work again? Shh. I could just take in four grand a month sitting at home doing nothing. So listen to how he answers this sooner at record levels you're going to crash the market 401ks will be down the tubes uh the wealth of the country will be down no he really wants to just to put it more accurately he just wants to raise everyone's taxes because they want to spend it on nonsense they want to spend it on things that don't work they want to give the money away and i don't think people are going to stand for it they want to the democrats want to raise taxes and it's going to ultimately be everybody's taxes that will kill the market it'll kill everything that we're doing it'll kill jobs and it'll be very bad. I think that, frankly, the stock market's doing well, but it's an overhang. If he got elected, and they say this, if he got elected, that's an overhang over the market because the market would crash, would absolutely would crash. crash. Market would go down by a tremendous amount. Uh, he'd raise taxes, he'd raise regulations. Look, one of the biggest things I've done is I've cut regulations more than any president in history. We still have regulations, but they're much less. If Biden got in, and first of all, it wouldn't be him because he's not into regulation. He doesn't know. He doesn't know where he is. Frankly, I watched his press conference yesterday. He's answering. I mean, he's answering questions like this from a teleprompter. I said, what's that all about? But his people, the people around him are radical left. They're going to raise taxes. They're going to raise regulations and they're going to put everyone out of business. It would be a disaster. I want to ask you about minimum wage because today here in the District of Columbia, three other states as well, they are raising the minimum wage. The critics would say this is the wrong time to do that for businesses. Do you agree? I'm going to have a statement on minimum wage. I feel differently than a lot of people on minimum wage, some people in my own party, but I'll have a statement over the next two weeks on minimum wage. In terms of? Well, I think I'm going to have a very positive statement on minimum wage, but look, uh, I'm putting people to work at record numbers. I did it once. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. Then we got hit with the China virus, it came in and it came in rather quickly. And we put bans on China, did a lot of things right. We did. Yeah, we did. We banned China in February, right? Right, right. The day after the State of the Union, he banned any entry from China, from all of China, not just Wuhan, all of it. And uh, obviously he didn't do enough, according to the Democrats. Not only that, uh, you know, he tried to shut it down uh, because he didn't know what he was out, uh, he was up against. This was the Spanish flu all over again. And again, a little history lesson for those of you that haven't heard it and are new to the Tory Sash show. <laughs> You know why it's called the Spanish flu, right?
is because the Spanish were not in World War One, and they were the only ones reporting it, right? This is where they did this transition and Hitler from being a nationalist and a proud German turned into a nutcase that targeted Jews and started to do drugs and go nuts again. So this is, this is the same thing. This is the same MO, same playbook. You see it. I mean, come on. We're living a historian's wet dream right now for the first half of the tw of 2020. It's a wet dream. Oh, wonder what it was like in the Great Depression. Don't wonder. You're in it. Wonder what it's like with the stock market. You're in it. Oh, wonder what a dust bowl would be like. Here we go with the Saharan dust coming up all over in the U.S. and a lot more sand this time. Huh. You know, what else? Killer locusts, what are the murder hornets, right? We got that too. And we got the Spanish flu and civil war. They gave us everything, everything. All we need is aliens now. So, uh, and that's coming too, right? So here we are where we have, uh, you know, we're at this point where we've uh, overcome uh, the Spanish flu, right? And if you remember history correctly, the Spanish flu was concentrated in Kansas, right? in Kansas. And, uh, suddenly everyone started to feel better, right? The soldiers got it. That's how it happened. Kind of like when they were testing out the swine flu. Remember it was in New Jersey at a boot camp where the first guy got it in, back in the seventies. Oh yeah. They were vaccinating for flus for piggy flu back in 1973. We did this already, but here is where we are guys. We've overcome this. And if you remember with the Spanish flu, because people celebrated the end of the war. So here's where they're like, because we celebrate this, we're going to get smacked down again, right? This is what happened. This is what happened back then. They're going to try this and they're going to move it up. That's what they want, right? But it's not going to work because here's where the timeline had to change with the riots. Remember, we have these cops right now who supposedly murdered George Floyd, allegedly, right? And here we are, they're going to trial. We're going to try them. We're going to do this. Nah, nah. No body cam footage for anyone. They're like, yeah, we're not giving it to you. So they're waiting for everyone to sue them and <laughs> try to do that in a court in Minnesota and win with a jihadi Keith Ellison wife beater as the AG. It's not going to fly. So we have this right happening. That's going to come out where there's going to be no charges. So we're going to have a new wave of riots. That's if we don't keep seeing things like this. Hold on. Let's listen to it at least since we can't. Um, uh, actually, um, oh, you have to see it. Gosh darn it. I'll figure this software out. But I, you know, those of you that are, that think they're too old for TikTok because you see your grandkids or your kids doing these spastic movements of dance moves because that's how it looks, right? Um, those of you that aren't on there, just get an account. I have one. It's Tori Says. And all I do is follow people. I don't do any videos. I might, but I'm not doing any. Uh, I, I don't do dance moves. Um, and I'll probably be banned. No one's been really banned from TikTok. I'll, I'll probably be the first one. But there are videos that are flooding the place with um, people uh, just uh, flooding it. Of, of all uh, colors of the spectrum, Latinos, Blacks, Asians, Native Americans, pissed Black Lives Matter. They're calling it a terrorist movement. They are doing it. They're saying this is not right. People are fed up with it. People are completely fed up with it. 
So, uh, yeah, and China is TikTok owned. China is spying through TikTok. They're spying through everything, though, guys. We gave them that access. China is something another racist Truman created, right? Because we left the Chinese nationals hanging. We passed a bill. We said that we were going to send them weapons to fight the communists. Instead, what did we do? We, we put an embargo. We couldn't do it. And we created them. We control China. But who is we? It's them. Who are they? Well, the lower totem pole is people like Soros, Moloch, Sir Moloch from the UK. Huh, let's not first get Liechtenstein. We've got the Hague. But they're all based out of one place, and that's where? In Kazakhstan, which, by the way, used to be called Astana, Kazakhstan. Now it's Nursed. And I urge all of you to use the means that you have, right? We don't have to go to libraries anymore and dig through encyclopedias. Get online. And just try to see what that city looks like. That'll blow your mind. The same 13 bloodlines here, then, everywhere. Uh, you, you see it in repeat in ancient scriptures. We're talking ancient scriptures. 13 family, 13 bloodlines, 13, 13, 13. Same ones. Same ones going insane right now with their little pets that we see. Another thing I wanted to say about TikTok, just before I forget, I'm seeing a big trend about Pelosi. They all want her out. She is now the target of conservatives that are newly converted as conservatives, right? She is now the target. They do not like, like who would? This woman spends a hundred grand on booze, you know, facelifts. How many of them did you pay for? I'll tell you what, tons. The teeth, with all the money that she spends, can't she get, like, permanent dental implants? She keeps messing with that, you know, I don't know, piece in her mouth. Anyway, let's continue to listen to what the president has to say, because he says important things. Listen carefully here. I think we did it all right. We did a great job. We're credited with doing a great job, but we had to turn off our country or we, we would have lost millions of people. We would have lost millions of people, millions and millions. And uh, now we're coming back. We did it once. Best African-American, best Hispanic-American, best Asian-American, best employment numbers we've ever had, best economy we've ever had, best stock market we've ever had. And the beautiful thing is, if you take a look today, the stock market is getting very near those numbers again. That means jobs. You see what happened. You saw what happened last night in New York City with the council there and what it means for the NYPD. What would you want to say to Mayor Bill de Blasio? Well, why don't we just tell him he's a big loser and he defunded the NYPD because he needed to cover the deficit his wife has from Thrive New York City, which is a program that he put her in charge of that has been taking a quarter million dollars every now and then. And it's summed up to about one point eight billion that they can't account for. And it's all about social services and mental health, just like how he's reallocating that one billion, if you remember. So yesterday, you know, he did the smart thing. What was it? Look, look, losers. Hey, dildo waivers over here. Take this. Go paint Black Lives Matter in front of Trump's thing. He's going to be so upset. Why would he be upset? He's not a racist. Obviously, BLM is not a movement anymore. It's been hijacked a long time ago through Teach America. And, you know, not e black people don't even run it. <laughs> it's, uh, come on, guys. It's like old European white people with, like, big fat pockets. So, you know, you got, and big corporations, of course. And it's important that they run it because 
the whole thing here, what you're seeing right now is the collapse of the shadow economy. And they're screaming from the bowels of hell to destroy our economy so that they can crush us and we make them rich again. Because guess what? Funny money don't count. You can have a fancy printer, but if it's not the money we're trading in, it's done. I'm a big fan of uh, New York's finest. We call him New York's finest policeman. And what he's done to that group of incredible men and women is very sad. It's very sad. I don't mean just the billion dollars. That's a big thing. But even if you go long, long before this, when they turned around, they turned their backs. His relationship with the police of New York, and these are incredible people. He's, he's, it's been very sad to watch, frankly. Um, before we go, I want to ask you about Jay Powell as well because you had talked about this idea of maybe you could demote him, maybe you could potentially even fire him. Based off of what you've seen over the last few months, do you still have those feelings? Well, first of all, I didn't talk about it. The media did. Listen carefully. I didn't talk about that. And I would say that I was not happy with him at the beginning, and I'm getting more and more happy with him. I think he stepped up to the plate. Uh, he's done a good job. We've... Uh, He's had to liquefy a little bit, let us liquefy, let the economy, I mean, put out the money that you needed. And I would say that over the last period of uh, six months, he's really stepped up to the plate. If you had to make a decision today on his next term, would you keep him? Well, I don't want to say that, but I, I can tell you, I'm very uh, happy with his performance. And Steve Mnuchin, I think they've both done a very good job. They're working together very closely. Well, Steve Mnuchin and Jerome Powell working together. What do you mean? Because the Treasury now owns the Federal Reserve. Okay. They've done a very good job. Here we are with the stock market almost where it was. I mean, you know that better than anybody. The market is just a little bit shy, not much, of where it was. And before, we had the highest market in history. We're not very far off that. Do you think the stock market needs to be at a certain level come November 3rd? Like, do you, do you view that as a barometer? No. Who is this This little guy? I don't know. He's like a little bit annoying. I think the higher it is, the better it is for me. I think the Democrats would like to see the country stay closed as long as possible because they figure that's probably good for the election because it would be bad a little bit for jobs and maybe a lot for jobs. But it's hard and people want to get back to work. They want to get back to doing what they're doing. We understand this disease now. It's a horrible thing and it shouldn't have been uh, sent or it shouldn't have happened. Maybe it was sent and maybe it wasn't. We'll find out. We're going to figure it all out. But it came from China. Shouldn't have happened. Maybe it was they shouldn't have allowed this to happen. They could have stopped it in China. And they did stop it going into China for the most part. But they didn't stop it. Beijing had a little bit of an outbreak, I understand, recently, but I would view that as somewhat different. They stopped it from going into China, but they didn't stop it from going to the U.S. and the world, and they should have been able to do that. If you get reelected, sir, would you cut another trade deal with Xi Jinping? Uh, I'll sort of hold that answer in abeyance. I'm not happy. We made a great deal, but the ink wasn't dry when we got hit with the plague. And the huh. Didn't we say that? Didn't we say that on the Tory Says Show? The ink was not dry and we got smacked with coronavirus because obviously impeachment uh, impeachment came uh, as it was being signed, as it was drying. We got smacked with coronavirus and we had to shut it down. You see what I'm saying? And you know what? Here's what's going on in Asia that's got China's panties in a twist. OK, yeah. The, um, first of all, the Korean Peninsula is merging. You're not seeing it. And that's because that disgusting, corrupt ambassador of South Korea, Admiral Harris, leaked 
the issues with Kim Jong-un. And so, you know, his sister has been there. We know he's not there. But remember, North Korea was used to create armies. Hmm. Cloning. And you know what's funny? If you actually Google North Korea and cloning, you're going to find mainstream media outlets mentioning it over the past 10, 15 years. That's what's up. So China now is trying to instill... Respect my authority with Taiwan. We're seeing what's going on with Hong Kong. They're going nuts because the Korean Peninsula is uniting. But we have clowns in South Korea. It was only a few months ago. I think it was like maybe in February, maybe tail end of January, that I found this weird account coming out of, you know, uh, where where was it? Um, Bangkok? Oh, gosh darn it. I have to look it up. But I found this weird account hitting targets and sending coordinates within California, Arizona, and Texas. Seemed like drop-off points. And they were uh, contacting city authorities. And then they were talking about, uh, you know, pushing uh, for uh, registration for the census in many languages. It was something really bizarre. But the most bizarre thing is, is that there's this little boy that looks, you know, Malaysian, uh, you know, in the picture, prepubescent boy. And he's got a whole ton of 200 followers, right? And follows less than that. And he's got tens of thousands of tweets, but he deletes them as well. And he's been on there since like forever and a day on Twitter. And I'm like, hold on a second. Let me see who follows him. And in the most bizarre way, it's the Democrat Socialists of America, the uh, foreign minister uh, for South Korea. Like these are verified accounts following this weird account with this weird child. And I posted on Twitter, right? Screenshots like, what's this? Hey, FBI. Hey, ICE. Hey, this. Hey, that. Uh, in a couple of hours, the account was gone, completely gone. But I took screenshots and every single person that followed it. And in there were all the secret accounts, which I already know, and I'm never going to make public. And that way they could just continue using them. And, you know, I know, you, you know, Obama, all of these clowns, they have secret accounts. They follow you sometimes if you're too loud. It's those accounts that have been around since 2009 and haven't tweeted at all and still haven't been deactivated like Jack Dorsey said he was going to do. Remember how he said deactivated? Well, go look at those accounts that haven't tweeted in years and they're still active and they suddenly follow you. Ah, voila. So we'll talk about this and Epstein right after this short break. Like I'm Donald Trump. 
My phone always ringing most of the time shit I ain't got the set Time to throw it out the window Just got wheels ain't trying to go Got people always hating Same people said I was gonna fuck Their girlfriend got me on repeat every time I fucking now You can stare at the Chevy See your face in the paint Rap is all I got going See these tats on my hands You see the scars on my knuckles You see the gun on the dash I stay poking the competition like thorns in your ass Somebody load up the garbage Let's take the trash to the dump I'll drop a motherfucking rock with them inmates on I got the sheriff on speed, I give the police the mason I'm the king of the country, so shut the fuck up and face it I'm about to snatch you pussies up like I'm Donald Trump I stay rolling with them packets like I'm Donald Trump Surrounded by them bitches like I'm Donald Trump And I'm always winning like I'm Donald Trump I'm a church man, shit, I stay preaching for my group of folks Don't say my shit ain't country unless you go and read the lyrics, fuck They say that I'm not what y'all want, but y'all ain't breaking our contain Fuck, music grow, I stay pissing on the gun And if I'm never on TV, I let my values stack Ain't no cameraman making me look like a jackass Shit, the party down south is going down in my backyard Tops with the Jeep, I'm in people's mountains of cars Shit, I'm the illest hillbilly with all the grimiest bars No major labels fucking with me, cause I take shit too far so fuck it, I'll say it to Hillary Clinton up in the slammer Cause we roll with Donald Trump and making America better I'm a you pussies up like I'm Donald Trump I stay rolling with them crackers like I'm Donald Trump Surrounded by them bitches like I'm Donald Trump And I'm always winning like I'm Donald Trump, Donald Trump. You know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Okay, I am a huge Ryan Upchurch fan, and I'll tell you what, whenever I'm in a liberal area, I am such a gaslighter sometimes. If I'm feeling evil, I will blast that song just <laughs> with my little Trump stickers on my car and the broken windshield, by the way, um, I will blast it just to gaslight. Uh, but, you know, we don't need to gaslight because everything that they've been doing, right, everything that they've been doing, this Black Lives Matter, man, he, President Trump is going to have more Latinos, more Black Americans, more Asian Americans, more everything Americans, just Americans voting for him like nobody's business, like nobody's business. He is going to win by a landslide. That's if they don't get away with what they have been planning to do. They have been throwing roadblocks again and again and again and again. And we see it. I mean, yesterday on my show, I played that clip from the Jimmy Kimmel show. The same day Pelosi was down in Chinatown telling us, oh, that's all racist. You come down to Chinatown. No problem. We make fortune cookies in America. You know, it's not there. Here's the thing. <laughs> same day we had Schiff telling you their plan, complete plan. And one of them was to impeach Attorney General Barr, which you all know I am not 100% behind. I believe in redemption. I believe that the person that redeems himself does even more good than the person that has the cleanest of clothes, the cleanest of life, and, you know, that's a monk. I will trust someone that 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 was in that was a satanist that 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 repented and that is trying to redeem themselves more than a monk always. And why? Because our faith teaches us that. Our faith is not taught to you by a monk, right? 
Jesus, when he came to spread his message, didn't come with monks. He came with prostitutes, with thieves, with tax collectors, with liars, with businessmen, right? He didn't come with the monk that was out in the desert by himself. He came with those people. Why? Because redemption, the awakening of your soul is exactly what allows you to push forward and get the right message out. That's the way it is. Now, I want you to understand that this stimulus that's coming is done on per the stimulus, you know, which is a social handout. Great free money, right? It's not free, but it kind of is. Because guess what? With one pen swipe on Christmas Eve, just like they did it with one pen swipe back in the early days, a little bit less than 100 years ago, they knocked out our dollar. They made it into Monopoly money. Who, By the way, the Monopoly man always had a monocle. I don't care what anybody says. Um, he's going to do that too. All the debt erased Every single thing erased with one stroke. So let's spend that money because that's the way it's going to happen. This is why they're freaking out. And how do you know? We talked about it in 2018, talked about it in 2019, been talking about it. That gold back dollar is coming back. This is why you're seeing the news. Accounts are being frozen. Chinese gold has like a couple of inches of gold. And then it's like, what, what is it? Some alloy, some metal in the middle. Uh, remember how I kept reporting? Hey, yo, they just caught like gold being smuggled in Africa through Turkey. Hey, yo, they, they're getting gold from Venezuela. Hey, remember, we were talking about Venezuela on the Tory Says Show before Venezuela even came into the picture. Remember that. And why? Because here it is. They've got a lot of gold. They've got a lot of assets and we needed to take it. And that is what we did. Huh. Gold. Who's got gold? Who's got gold? Why do you think the EU, EU to the states that were starving, that they over lent money to, what did they do to get their money back? Aside from the IMF and austerity measures, huh? They took their gold, physical gold. So here is where it is. Here's how it goes. And we're going to see it happen. It's happening. And how do we talk about the stimulus bill? Well, let's listen to what Maria Baratoma, which, by the way, I don't always agree with her, but I totally love her spunkiness sometimes. She's pretty good. By President Trump telling Fox Business yesterday the next wave of relief could deliver more than the additional $1,200 floated by Democrats, but also brushing off any effort that would, quote, disincentivize work. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is vowing to abandon the unemployment expansion as part of the next round. Meanwhile, the House passed a $1.5 trillion infrastructure plan yesterday, which will likely fail in the Senate. Joining me right now to talk about all of that is Texas Congressman, House Energy and Commerce Committee member, along with medical doctor himself, Michael Burgess. Congressman, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Absolutely. Good morning. Tell Mary. us about the conversation. Tell us about the conversation happening around another stimulus bill. When and how big? Well, as you know, the House and the Senate are in completely different places on this. Uh, just like the House yesterday passed a transportation bill, it will never go anywhere. They also passed uh, another round of... of of uh, rescue or stimulus a few weeks ago, which was $3 trillion in its total price tag, which is also never going anywhere. But they also saw yesterday some signs from the Senate that they are perhaps coming to an agreement on 
placing some more dollars into the payroll protection plan. And uh, you've heard the Senate, I mean, I'm sorry, the president speak favorably about uh, an, an additional round of, of individual stimulus. I do think the uh, extension of the uh, of the bonus for unemployment is likely to expire at the end of July. It, uh, what I've been hearing uh, from more than one employer where I am is uh, I can't get anybody to come back to work. So you've got an odd thing where you've got joblessness being high and uh, and employers who have jobs that are, are going unfilled. So clearly that's a situation, it's a mismatch, and that situation has to be rectified. Let, let me ask you, Congressman, yesterday we had on the co-CEOs of Standard Industries, which is a global building materials company, and they wrote an op-ed saying that the Congress should really consider doing a tax incentives for a home improvement. We're all spending all of our time in our homes. We are in, investing in our homes. Should there be a tax incentive for that? I'm not, not sure about that, but I, and you and I have talked about this before, certainly the payroll tax holiday or payroll tax rollback, which would be an immediate stimulus to working people, an immediate stimulus to jobs. Uh, I think that is something that uh, uh, I know other House members have talked about it, and I think Republicans in the House could, could get behind. As far as a, a targeted stimulus uh, for home improvement, oh, sure, we could always, everyone could always improve. I, I, I probably yeah. uh, make my home studio a little bit nicer, but I don't, you know, I don't know that I've heard a lot of talk about that. It's an interesting concept. Okay. All right. Well, then that's, that's news in and of itself. Well, what we're going to see is there's going to be a rise in people selling their homes, basically. Uh, they're already doing it. Minneapolis, there's been a spike in home sales, of course, like who wants to live there, right? And we're going to see a rise. August, tons of houses going on the market because uh, people can't afford uh, to pay their mortgages with the next, uh, you know, Kung flu version 2.0 that they're going to be pushing out. And, uh, you know, they always do this. They're going to strangulate. And, and, and then people that have money will be buying up those properties. You know, that's how you create one group of people of elitists by allowing uh, the opportunity for the few uh, to make bank on the many that are taken down. So, uh, you know, we're going to see, uh, we'll see. I mean, if, if there is some way, uh, you know, to push some more cash into the pockets of the people, since we're going to write it off anyway, why not? So it's not something you're considering. Meanwhile, coronavirus is spiking across the country right now, Congressman. As you know, even in your home state, the U.S. seeing more than 52,000 cases yesterday. Your home state of Texas seeing a single day jump of more than 8,000 cases. Funny, right? Because 12,000 illegal migrants were pushed through. <laughs> and 8,000 of them were new cases. They're importing, you know, the other strands of COVID. They're importing it, right? And then in Texas, you have your, you know, your whole uh, death panels. But specifically, I just wanted to point out on the death panel story about um, Mr. Hickson. Just remember, that hospital that decided to kill him, because that was murder, right? They starved a conscious man who was aware of everything until he died and refused to give him any medication or ventilator to help him. No medication because he didn't qualify because he didn't have a quality of life because he was quadriplegic, which by the way happened because of their staff who did CPR so wrongly that they left him quadriplegic three years ago. So they're paying for round the clock care that he needs. 
So it was a fiscal decision as opposed to them paying out thousands upon thousands of dollars a month to keep this man clean and, you know, getting therapy to try to walk again, experimental things. Just let him die. He got coronavirus. And not only that, we paid all this money, but at least we made a hundred thousand, hundred and eight thousand dollars from him dying from coronavirus. So we've got spikes in coronavirus in California and Texas because they're importing migrants with it. What should we be doing to curb the surge of cases? Did we reopen too quickly? No, this is, of course, why you do a phased reopening, as, as Governor Abbott did here in Texas. And if you find parameters moving in the wrong direction, you, know, you, you dial it back. And, and that's what has happened. Now, controversial, to be sure, the, the, the people who have, have been told that they have to reduce their, their business activity are not happy about that. And they're pushing back, which is what you'd expect. And I will also tell you this, Maria, different parts of the state are, are, are very different. I am one county north of Dallas County, which, as you pointed out, did have yeah. record cases. But our hospital utilization here is about uh, 50%, 55%, ICU 40%, ventilators 17%. So it's uh, even just a few miles away from that city center, the, the, the crisis is somewhat muted. And it does seem to be a younger population that is getting ill. I don't know whether the virus has changed or it's the population with stratification to a, a, long, a younger age demographic. Oh, wait a minute. So it wasn't targeting kids, but now it is. Oh, so you mean it's a new strain that's coming in from south of the border. I see. I see. I see. See, we're doing the math for them. But it doesn't seem to be as lethal. So there's there's that also. Make no mistake. It's a bad virus. No one, no one should want to get it. No one should yeah. try to get it. We should wear masks. We should wow. distance. We should wash our hands. Please don't go to work if you're sick. All of the things that we've been told still apply. Yeah, there were a lot of young people in the streets over the last month. That's all I'm going to say there in terms of protesting and in terms of yes. looting. And uh, I wonder how much that plays into this spike that we're seeing. Let me bring in Brian Bremberg real quick. Go ahead, Brian. Wait, before we hear from Brian, there was an article in the L.A. Times last night that was published saying that, no, the protest did not spread coronavirus. Well, <laughs> hey, experts, if the protest didn't spread coronavirus, then neither will voting in person six feet apart with stupid masks on. So mind your business. We're going to vote in person. Yeah, Congressman, just on this point of reopening and then closing again, it's a yo-yo for small businesses who are ramping up investments to get back at it, especially New York City restaurants getting ready to open. And then the mayor says, no, you can't do it. If we don't stop the yo-yoing, it doesn't matter how much stimulus we get, we won't continue this recovery. What can Congress do to help prevent that? Because small businesses are really frustrated with the uncertainty. I don't know. Congress can fix that, but what will fix that, of course, is uh, coming up with a reliable vaccine. And the work that is being done on that, of course, really, really is going at warp speed. I've never seen the collaboration between the public and private sector as, as we are seeing in the development of, of a vaccine environment. Yeah, they could take their vaccine and countermeasures. But you're right. And and the, the, the mandating of, of closures. Look, what would I go to a bar right now, even in Texas, even in an area like mine that is uh, uh, relatively qu quiet? No, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I think yeah. situations where you put yourself at risk. Um, yeah, I think people get that. And, and Yeah, don't put yourself at risk. Fear everyone. Wear a mask. Be unpersoned. See, every human being next to you is a threat, right? That's what you got to do. I mean, bottom line. Because, you know, 
that's the way it is. Now, uh, there's a breaking report from a confrontation between a white woman, okay, white woman, not just two women, white woman and a black woman and her daughter at a Lake Orion restaurant. The restaurant is called Chipotle, which, by the way, there's an inside joke between me and my daughter. That restaurant is banned from my house. She she messes with me. Oh, yeah, you know, Chipotle's open. Can't stand Chipotle. But <laughs> I like Udoba better. But um, take a listen to this confrontation because she pulled a gun out on her. Wants to violate a fifteen-year-old. No, I'm answering a question. She's a she, child. She bumped into me when so I. So she did something wrong. She needs to apologize. If she did this ignorant woman, apologize. this ignorant woman if bumped into a fifteen-year-old. Correct. And you're on camera. Okay. You're feeling threatened. Okay, well, go in. No, Mom. I got, I got this. You're blocking me from getting out of here. No, we won't. No, we won't. So let me explain to you what happened. So this white woman uh, wasn't paying attention where she was going, obviously, at a Chipotle. And two women start ganging up on her because she bumped into a 15-year-old child. She bumped into her. Are you listening to this? She bumped into her. Okay. I just want you to listen to this, just to see where it's going. No, we weren't. You're ignorant. Go ahead, call them. No, we will. But you're not going to sit there and violate a 15 year old. She's ignorant. Do it, bitch. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. I want you to call the police. She's very ignorant. Dumbass bitch. So she gets in her car, okay? So now she gets in her car while the two women are screaming at her. Yeah, I said it. You say something, I'll beat your white ass. And she said that to the older guy that was driving the car that looks like he's the father of this uh, woman. Oh, you do something. Please put your do something. Hands. Do something. Please. Who the fuck do you think you guys oh, are? Who are you? Yes. Yes. You did nothing. Yes. Yes. I did. I did. No, you didn't. You're very racist and ignorant. You're racist because you're. No, you bumped it. She bumped it too. This is it. Listen. Wait a minute. Here it goes. So they're still taping these women Where, that are Ma, yelling. What? She went. Oh my gosh. So guess what she did? You heard it. She went behind her car as they were pulling out and stood there so they don't move. And she was like, Did you just hit me? And she started banging her car. Okay. Now it escalates. Get the fuck away. 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 That's it. That's it. She pulled her gun and she said, Get away. So the woman was threatened. She was attacked. They have no idea what's going to happen. And she pulls out a gun and says, Get away from us. They were leaving. They were peaceful. They jumped behind the car and pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. <laughs> but here we are. And now there has been um, Oakland County Sheriff in Michigan is going to hold a press conference about it uh, because they got multiple reports addressing. So they're going to have a press conference later today addressing this event. This woman is caring. This is how you do it. You stand up and you're like, listen, 
I'm, I'm going to use this if you threaten me. Because in her position, they jumped on her car. She apologized. She said nothing happened. They threatened them. They attacked them. They started to hit and pound their car. They wouldn't let them leave because they were in the way. So what do they do? So this is, this is what's happening, right? So I want you guys to take a little step back, just a tiny step back and think. Right now, the Democrats have pulled all cards. You're going to say there's more. Yeah, we've got Project Blue Beam. We've got tons that they've still got, but won't fly. So right now, okay, right now, we have racial division, and they're pandering to the really stupid ones. You've got to be really stupid to believe that Black Lives Matter has anything to do with Black Lives Matter. Because listen to this clip. I've tweeted it out. It was on uh, TikTok, but um, this is a man saying that it's a black man listening and participating supposedly in his first Black Lives Matter protest. Now the police and our white allies will lobby Congress to disarm every American. So we are no longer shot by the police. And once we remove every Confederate statue and piece of history we don't like, all white people must kill themselves. I was not expecting that. Their whiteness makes them the cornerstone of systematic racism. Ask all white allies to use your privilege and sacrifice yourself for the greater good. No. Our yes. white, white people, they yes. got the best customer yes. service. Then we take over city. Did you hear that? So they started uh, pushing it uh, in another way. How insane is that? Here's a black man going to his first black that they start talking about LGBTQ. And let's be straight, right? <laughs> black culture ain't about LGBTQ. Actually, they're really biased against it if you break it down. But the thing about people that are Christian and hold family, family values really tight is that they'll accept you even if they don't agree with you. We're all like that, right? I'm totally okay having friends that I don't agree with at all. I'm okay with that. I am very, you know, even on my Facebook, I have a friend of mine. I love him. You know, he's a great criminal attorney. He's Cuban, right? Uh, But dude, he hates Trump. He hates him. He's all over my page. And I'm like, yo, let's watch the Vikings and talk about an episode. Or, hey, my my Latin Cuban, you know, uh, law, legal, mind, scholar, whatever. I love him for who he is. I'm ignoring that part. Uh, You know, I don't unfriend him because he doesn't agree with me. Because we are the bigger people. That's what Christians do. We love people more because they are so delusional or wrong, right? Because think about it. If you're a parent and you have two kids, right? Do you love more than another? No, you don't. But you show more love to the child you believe needs more love because maybe they're not as smart as the other. Maybe they're not as pretty as the other. Maybe they're not uh, as strong as the other. Maybe they're not as academically inclined as the other. You give that child you show it more love, not because you love them more, but you know you need to foster them more and be more tolerant because you want to, uh, you know, water them with love, hoping that that'll take root and, 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 and grow. That's the way it is. And the same thing, in the same way, we should have the same kind of approach to these, you know, people. They're all Neanderthals. I mean, look at them. They're all soy boys, soy boys, right? 
with like skinny jeans. They're hairless. You know, they, they, they shriek. They're like, you know, granola munching idiots. And it, it makes me sick. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I was a kid, I'm just saying, if I was 20 and my pool of men were soy boys, I'd be gay. There is no way I would go. They'd snap over your knee like a twig. Look at them. How are they men? What happened to real men? Why is it so bad to be a man? Hmm. Because you have to apologize for being a man. You have to apologize for spreading your legs as a man. You have to apologize for being muscular. You have to apologize for holding doors. You can't pull out a chair for a lady anymore because that's, you know, sexist. I'm sorry. I said it with a straight face. I really, really tried. So this is where we're at. Society is tits up, period. That's the way it is right now. We're done. They've 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 started the civil war. They're tearing down states. Columbus, Ohio, removed the Columbus statue, and they're disgusting. Get this to change the name of their city. Like what? They, Dr. Seuss wouldn't even be able to predict this. Opposite day. This is like Twilight Zone day. This is like Black Mirror on steroids day. This is exactly what we're seeing. And why? Because in the background. A lot more is happening. So number one in the background, the shadow economy was annihilated by Trump. Even though every single day from the day he was elected, every single day he's been attacked. They've tied his hands and his feet and they make him jump hurdles and he still got stuff done. And they can't. And they've deployed the most vicious clowns, the most covert clowns around him. Some still in the White House, man. And here he is still winning, still winning. And he's got them dangling. While everyone calls Joe Biden a placeholder, he's not really a placeholder. <laughs> he's holding the Ukrainian crimes at bay. Schiff is going to go down too. He gave away your federal tax dollars for fake blimps. Yeah, here we go. Take $50 million and think about a blimp. Here's another $75 million so you can imagine it in color. Oh, here's another $150 million because maybe you could draw it this time. Oh, and yo, you've been doing blimps for 30 years. Uh, how do you feel about making M16s? Oh, here's another $75 million from the taxpayers. Enjoy, Mr. Pasternak. You'll, you, you'll do great. And then the M16s don't take the bullets. And it's like, uh, but you know, we should just let it slide. It's just, you know, close to a billion dollars we've given away for someone to think about Goodyear blimps that are so incognito. They'd be great for surveillance because with a BB gun, you could probably take it out. Are you kidding? Kidding? No, this is fact. There's documentation, receipts. I've written so many articles about it last year. Hello, fake blimps stuffed with cash because they wanted to transport elephants on them. We want to put tanks into Goodyear blinks to, to, to send them across because we didn't learn from the Heidenberg. <laughs> but whatever. This is where we're at. Joe Biden is literally blocking the Ukraine. That's why they have him there. This is why they're pouring so much money into these deep fakes. All those videos that you see are pre-edited. They're edited like crazy. Remember, he only has the attention span of a fish right now, probably less you know, his wife is in the back or sister, whichever one. I think both of them play the same role. Stroke is back while he talks. You know, it's all highly edited. You could see it.
And yet they have them there. And yet they're like, let's just get behind and nobody cares. That's because they're blocking Ukraine. What else are they blocking? Twitter, Facebook, Google, ABN Ambro. You haven't heard that one. Deutsche Bank, Allianz International, HSBC, all these big uh, corporations, right? Broke, dead broke. So I had a lot of assets in Venezuela and Trump just put a stop and confiscated all my stuff. Broke. So I'm doing business here and um, I had a lot of assets in XYZ and Trump took all my stuff. That's how it's going. That is exactly how it's moving along. And so what do we have? Ukraine, which is going to open the eyes to every single American out there. What else do we have? Ah, we have the collapse of the shadow economy, the richest people on the planet, that 1% are going broke. So how do we do it? Do we bail them out like we did the banks? Do we bail out the automotive industry again? Do we bail out the banks? What do we do? No, silly. People won't do that anymore. We're going to crash their economy. So then they work to get our economy back. And while they work to get our economy back, they won't have small businesses and we get all the business. I mean, why are you going to go to a mom and pop shop when you could go to Walmart and buy the same meat that's filled with antibiotics and coming from all these high processed farms for pennies on the dollar. Why would you go to the mom and pop farm to do it? Oh, why are you going to go to mom and pop far, farm uh, store on the corner, whatever, and buy Cheetos for $2 when you can come to the dollar store and get it for 50 cents? That's how they operate. This is exactly what they want to create that segregation. That's how it's working. But no, no, no. Suddenly, Jessely Maxwell has been found in New Hampshire, which I reported back in 2018 that she was there already. Right. And everyone's like, no, it's her boyfriend. It's easy. She's there. She's there. Right. And we find her there and she's arrested. Hopefully, uh, you know, she doesn't, uh, you know, kill herself. Her dad, remember, he was an avid world traveler on boats, loved yachts and ended up drowning somewhere in the Caribbean by himself. <laughs> so cray cray. Right. So this is this is where we're at. We got Jocelyn Maxwell. We got the pimp lady. We got the lady of the house, right? We got everything. And that lady's going to take down a lot of people because, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, Epstein was never an asset of the FBI. And you know that. I, I definitely know that. And remember, I was the one that told you in my articles how Epstein was in, uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah. On a naval base in Japan. How is his jet there? Oh, it was picking up Bill Clinton because then they went to Brunei. There's a whole article. I even put pictures of the nice jet they stayed in and how, you know, they like little kids and how they work together. Super awesome. Super awesome. So this is where we're at. We got Jocelyn Maxwell. So we're going to start talking about her uh, right after this short break because you know what's important for us to understand? That everything happens for a reason and... You know, just like Trump says, uh, the best is yet to come. That's what's happening.
All right. Welcome back, everyone. So here we are where we have uh, to talk about Gisley Maxwell. And I am going to recycle an old article of mine where I talked about Robert Maxwell and Bronfman and Epstein. But I'm going to play a short clip of Jim Jordan talking about how the Democrats are pushing to impeach A.G. Barr. Now, all of us think it's because of these investigations. Well, what if I told you it had to do with Epstein? What if I told you it had to do with Ghislaine Maxwell? And what if I told you Pelosi's daughter saying, oh, we're going to see people that we love, both Democrats and Republicans, go down with Epstein? Oh, it is what it is. You remember that? Now listen to what Jim Jordan has to say, because this is, in fact, the actual reason as to why they're upset. Eric Swalwell is one of 35 Democrats supporting the resolution to impeach Attorney General William Barr. Here now with his take, Congressman Jim Jordan, Judiciary Committee ranking member, uh, who will also be on that panel, of course. Good to see you tonight, Congressman. Um, Just off the top, your reaction to what uh, your colleague had to say tonight? Ridiculous. I mean, the, the thing that scares him about Bill Barr is this investigation he has tasked John Durham to complete. And Mr. Barr said it's going to be done sometime this summer. They're afraid of what that might show, namely that, you know, the, the spying that took place. And that, that's that's what set these folks off. When Bill Barr first testified, Martha, after he was confirmed, he used the word spying and the Democrats went crazy. But he used that word because that's exactly what they did. They spied on four American citizens associated with the presidential campaign probably hasn't ever been done in American history. And for one of those American citizens, they used the now famous dossier that was paid for by the Clinton campaign, which they didn't tell the court to get the warrant to spy on him. That was written by a guy, Christopher Steele, who had told the FBI, told the Justice Department he was desperate to stop Trump from getting elected. And yet they used that as the basis to go spy on a fellow American citizen. And now they have the audacity to criticize Bill Barr, who's trying to clean all this up and get to the bottom of it. Well, I think it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And I think the American people understand it. I I mean, as I said, it it seems like if we are about to get that report and we don't know uh, what John Durham is going to find. But uh, this does provide a bit of a distraction to that. He was very uh, specific in terms of his concerns about what had been brought by the former uh, Department of Justice um, employee who testified about what he saw as political manipulation in the Roger Stone case and also in the Flynn case. What do you say to that? Well, there's just one problem. The, the, the judge in the court, Berman Jackson, she agreed with Bill Barr. I mean, the Democrats can say all they want. Oh, the sentencing, it should have been a much higher sentence for, for Roger Stone. Well, but the, the, the judge says, I like the sentence that was in the second memo that Bill Barr was for, the lower sentence. The judge sentenced him to 40 months, not mm-hmm. nine years. So one problem, Democrats, the judge agreed with Bill Barr. So for goodness sake, you know what? Who aren't they going to impeach? They went after the president. They're going after Bill Barr. They go after Mr. Pompeo. They go after Mr. Carson. They they go after Secretary DeVos. This is just the way the Democrats operate. And I think the American people are tired of it. What the American people, I think, want is let's get to the bottom of what took place in the uh, Obama-Biden-Comey Justice Department, where, as I said, they spied on four American citizens to start this whole investigation. And then what they did to Flynn, 39 people 49 separate times between Election Day 2016 and Inauguration Day in January 2017, unmasked Michael Flynn's name. 49 times, 39 people. We had six people at the Treasury Department in the Obama administration. What in the heck are they doing? So that's what we need to get to the bottom of. That's the real abuse. Let me tell you something. Treasury Department, right? Six people were unmasking. Huh? Do you guys remember my Treasury article where I pointed out Priya? Hmm? Hmm? It was two years ago. 
Do you remember that? I, I, I was all over that. I also told you who unmasked them. I said the ambassador uh, that we had in Russia representing the U.S., the U.S. ambassador in Russia, Teft, unmasked him. The title of my article was Unmasking and Methods. I even showed who gave the message to the ambassador. His freaking kids. They're in the article. But, you know... <laughs> Just say it straightforward. Why? We have we are spoon-feed nation, all of us. And it's not our fault, right? We have so much stuff we have to deal with. Bills, debt, kids, jobs. We expect journalists to actually do their job. You expect when you go to the doctor that he's going to do doctor stuff, right? You expect that when you go to the hairdresser, they know how to cut hair. So you would expect that... Someone that wants to be a journalist has the integrity of a journalist. You would expect it, but we see this is what happens to good people. See, good people expect good. Bad people always expect bad. So this is the problem, right? This is extreme. This is really a big problem. We're expecting them to do their job. They're expecting us to take the spoon and eat it. That's where we're at. And that's unfortunate. You know, I, I, I would always get into tiffs with a lot of my editors over the years. The only person that melded and mashed with me was Andy Breitbart, who picked me up. Not like, hey, girlfriend, like, hey, what's up? And we got together years ago. He's he kind of he was the right person at the right time. So bizarre. Right. I was doing my own thing. I was like, I'm going to expose them my way. No one's going to know I'm doing it. I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to get into every laboratory. I'm going to expose this. People need to know this. Clone lives matters, blah, blah, blah. But he put me down on another path and opened up my eyes to what the real problem was. So for me, there's a lot of me's out there working right? Doing things. So I found that I can post things out on the internet through uh, articles. Because even if you go back to my big league politics articles, you're going to see a lot of Easter eggs in there. Talked about Hurricane Electric. Crossfire Hurricane is Hurricane Electric. I even put the IP address and the freaking George Soros company is like right there if someone paid attention. But unfortunately, I can't come out and spell it out because that's when you get subpoenas thrown at you. Do you know how many subpoenas I've been dodging since I relocated that? I'll tell you what. There's a police officer in my area that I see him all the time. Uh, I even do the most, uh, you know, stereotypical thing and be like, hey, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts for coffee. You want a donut? <laughs> I do that. And they're like, damn, you have some really big people after you. And the thing is, they can't come to where I am because it's off limits. So I'm actually in a secure place. Because, <sighs> yeah, I'm safe. Head swivel the whole nine yards. But I'm also not scared either because... You know, when you're smart, you have backup. Backup in, like, where stuff is. So, you know, they can't because they didn't see it coming. See, that's the thing. When you sit there and you smile and you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk, at some point they tune out because they see that they have you by the cojones. They're like, well, you need us. Psh, you want a job, right? Psh, you want a contract, right? They squeeze on those cojones, right? They got you by the testes and they're like, oh, you have kids. You want them to do, yep, got you right there. You, you want this, got you right there. But the thing is, 
when your life is not sitting in those balls, <laughs> balls in my court. And that's exactly what President Trump did. The ball was always in his court. The ball has always been in good court. God is winning, and we see it from Giseline Maxwell. Let me tell you something. It was, let me find the date because I'm going to repost this. Okay, August 2019. I told you who made Jeffrey Epstein a cajillionaire, right? And it happened to be uh, Bronfman, right? Claire Bronfman, Edgar Bronfman, her daddy, right? Claire Bronfman, you know, Nixium, you know, a slave in the closet, you know, got charged, right? You know, the whole slave branding, right? Huh, what? Epstein? Oh, yeah, they're like totally close. And so is just Lee Maxwell. And so, 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 so. So I'm going to repost that because it talks about stuff from the House Savoy in Italy and how they're involved. I mean, it's very detailed, very specific, going back to where the Bush dynasty was working with the Nazis and how, you know, he was literally working with Adolf Hitler and funding them. And this is why Roosevelt literally took the Bush wealth. I, I wrote a whole piece on that. So what's interesting is, is that these big guys, like, for example, Bronfman, Claire Bronfman's daddy, the Nixium chick, right? He's pictured with Merkel back in the day. We've got him getting a medal from Bill Clinton in 1999. The creeps, Nixium, the mentor to Epstein and brother to Maxwell, Giseline's daddy. That play, both of them played extremely active roles in child and human trafficking. Remember all that. Remember that. Because even though we had Epstein, right? He's not as important as Giseline Maxwell. Because Epstein was a product of Bronfman and Maxwell and Wexner, right? Because Earlier today, uh, I tweeted out, retweeted a report uh, by ABC. I'm going to play it for you, and I'm going to tell you just how retarded it is when they're talking about this stuff. Because when you know stuff and you call them out, it, it's almost ridiculous. You're like, how come nobody else figures that out? It's because not everybody is a walking encyclopedia. Like, <laughs> like and hold on. And My not everyone. Strauss. I'm the she needs to not talk. Um, Jeffrey Epstein associate charge. There we go. So we're going to hear that. But I want you guys to know that it, at the end of the day, not everybody is Epstein like me. I have pictures of people everywhere. I know where the submarines were leaving from the land that Joe Biden had with his lawyer in the in the island right next door and how they would put them in. You think I hold on to this stuff? I've been sending that stuff to ICE and the Justice Department for decades. Every time I can tap into wherever I have those without giving away location, they're done. They're gone again, and I push them forward. This stuff is my forte. I risked a lot just to get some of these pictures that I put in my Jeffrey Epstein article where I had the logs. People are like, John Roberts was on the stop. You're going to see more. John Roberts, you think all those were the logs? You think he had just that one plane? Huh. He had pilots and pilots, planes of planes. Oh. Listen to what um, this announcement is. Hold on, let's go that way. Good morning. My name is Audrey Strauss. I'm the acting United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Today, we announce charges against Ghislaine Maxwell, 
for helping Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploit and abuse multiple minor girls from the period of 1994 through 1997. Maxwell has been taken into custody early. What? 94? You mean for three years? How, who's going to call BS with me? Let's do it. BS, BS, BS. Because they were still trafficking people from everywhere. 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 Not just then. But you know what they had for that time period? The girls that came forward from Palm Beach to the police. Those girls came forward. But the 90s, they say. Oh, 19. Oh, yeah. Just three years. Of course. This morning in New Hampshire and will be presented this afternoon before a magistrate judge in the District of New Hampshire. You'll recall that the indictment against Jeffrey Epstein that we filed in July of 2019 charged Epstein with sexual abuse of young girls from 2002 through 2005. This case against Ghislaine Maxwell is the prequel to the earlier case that we brought against Jeffrey Epstein. As alleged, starting in 1994 until at least 1997, Maxwell had a personal and professional relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell was among Epstein's closest associates and helped him exploit girls who were as young as 14 years old. Maxwell played a critical role in helping Epstein to identify, befriend, and groom minor victims for abuse. In some cases, Maxwell participated in the abuse herself. As alleged, Maxwell and Epstein had a method Typically, they would befriend these young girls by asking them questions about their lives, pretending to be taking an interest in them. They would take them to the movies and treat them to shopping trips. Maxwell would encourage these young girls to accept offers from Epstein to pay for their travel and their education, making these young victims feel indebted to Jeffrey Epstein. After developing a rapport with the victims, Maxwell then tried to normalize sexual abuse with a minor victim through a process known as grooming. For example, Maxwell would discuss sexual topics with the victim and undress in front of the victim or be present for sex acts involving the minor victims and Epstein. Maxwell's presence as an adult woman helped the victims at ease. As Maxwell and Epstein intended, this grooming process left the minor victims susceptible to sexual abuse. Reporting tonight about Jeffrey Epstein's first suicide attempt in jail, federal prosecutors in an unrelated case now say jail officials inadvertently deleted surveillance video from the night of Epstein's first suicide attempt in July. When Epstein died in a second apparent suicide attempt the next month, the camera outside his cell did not work. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Where are we at? So now we've got Giseline Maxwell, the madam, you know, the chick that always brings in the woman, right, to be part of the brothel, right? You always have the women. That's the way it always goes.
Okay. We know that. Everybody knows that. Now, tell me, Tory, one would say, how does this tie into the impeachment of Barr? Now, how many times did Jeffrey Epstein get away with crimes against children, child trafficking, and human trafficking? How many times was his jet cleared by the Justice Department to come in? Think about it. How many times did his name come up and the FBI stopped investigations into Jeffrey Epstein? Think about it. Now, while we all think Attorney General Barr is being targeted because of everything that's going on in respect to Congress, Ukraine, etc., think again. How many times did they block, right, investigations into Epstein? Okay, this is what we need to remember. So think. Attorney General Barr finds thousands upon thousands upon thousands of reports that clearly show that tons of people were complaining about, oh, yeah, that's right, Jeffrey Epstein. So right now he's being seen as... um as an outlaw. And of course, I just want to bring up your mood while we, um, while I tell you what's going on with Ghislaine, but think of the word outlaw. How, you know what? Let's hear a song about it. That sounds good.
stay running like a rock, so they be calling me the Scots Gale. Cornbread, bread, you know I'm raising plenty here. I'm turned up like some hokies at a keg of party at a hotel. And I'm breaking down these barriers like drywall in these three bears. I'm cold with my shit, boy. I'm cold with my style, boy. That backwoods, that hick town, that late night, that driving round. That George Strait crank real loud, got lightning bolts on my windshield. That back road, no cops found, and I'm sipping on that hot brown. I wreck shit, my motto. Got rednecks by the truck road. That smell good, stay sprayed on a hit. Downtown to take girls home. That bonfire like that up. Homegrown shit, roll one. I got a gun rack in my back glass and a big gun at home. admit I'm a little bit biased on Ryan Upchurch and I love it and he really gets me going. I just wanted to post, I'm going to try to post this in YouTube and Periscope, uh, the article that I just put on Twitter where it explains to you the relationship between Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. Remember, Jeffrey Epstein was groomed by Jessalene's Maxwell's father um, to continue on. So I want you guys to read it. There's tons of pictures in there. We've got Clinton with Bronfman, uh, with all these perverts. Now, ABC did something extraordinary that I was shocked. I was shocked to see that ABC ABC was talking about, uh, you know, a victim of Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, Miss Farmer, and how she was a victim. And I actually wrote an article, and I'm going to circulate that again. Um, uh, and I don't remember what site I wrote it on, so I'll find it and put it on Tori Says. But I want you to know that um, uh, this woman was actually put into Wexner's house in Ohio. You know, the guy that owns Amber, Comrie, and Finch, uh, you know, created Victoria's Secret, even made a child's line, you know, pink for little teens and prepubescent children and girls that want to wear bras and feel sexy, right? Because 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds need to feel sexy, right? According to him. Where he kept her as a prisoner in his house and raped her. How her sibling was there too. You know, that stuff. So, you know, it's important for people to understand these relationships because then you'll understand just how important it is that we have Ghislaine Maxwell. Because she is the daughter of the guy that, that helped make Epstein, right? He helped make Epstein. Epstein. And not a lot of people, uh, you know, know that they just know her as the heiress. They had the yacht. She was the, uh, they call her cha-cha, right? What do they call, um, you know, the lady that runs the bunnies and the brothels, right? That's what she was doing. She was recruiting. So what you're going to see is that she is one of the most important because she's part of the, the, the old school bloodline, not the recruited and the trained, you know, old school. And what we're going to see is that Attorney General Barr isn't under fire for what's happening in regards to Ukraine. What we're going to see is not that. What you are going to see is that, indeed, there were tons of complaints over the years, 
over the years about Epstein, how many people were fired, eliminated, destroyed for saying anything that worked within the government? Let's not forget the 5,000 people on a list that ICE collected, because it's usually in foreign nations and here that the pedophiles and child and human traffickers were investigated by immigration. So ICE had a list of over 5,000 people within the military, the Pentagon, the Justice Department, and other alphabet agencies that were bona fide pedophiles, bona fide child traffickers. And guess what? They never got to prosecute them. Never. Why? Because Barack Hussein Obama took office. Okay, tomorrow, I'll see you 12 to 2 on the radio. Hopefully, if our radio station is fixed, YouTube and Periscope. God bless any everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.